Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The Collab. We are a collective of brand professionals sharing our career stories. Every week, we pair up two members and they interview each other. So you'll get to hear one episode this week and one next week. You can join us too. Sign up at jointhecollab.com and then tell your story. Hi, I'm Yvonne Yip, and I have the absolute pleasure of interviewing someone I've known for a long time in the industry, Julie Kim. Julie is based in New York and has had a robust career in the fashion industry, working at Saks Fifth Avenue and Guilt Group, and she has consulted for companies such as Google, Intermix, and most recently worked at Hallsbrook, which is a multi-branded digital retailer. Hi, Julie. Hi, Yvonne. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I'm excited to be sitting down with you, even though we've known each other for a long time. I don't think we've ever sat and had a conversation as casual as this. So I'm excited for it. Yeah, me too. So I'll start off. Where did you grow up and go to school and how did you fall into the industry? So I grew up and went to school in New Jersey, a suburb of New York City. My parents were actually immigrants from Korea and established themselves as entrepreneurs mostly in the garment business in New York City. So my father came to the US to start an import-export. And then after that, he ran a men's suiting store. He ran a dry cleaner and a clothing factory in New York's garment district. And then eventually he ran a wholesale showroom on 30th Street and Broadway, working with clothing businesses in LA, clothing manufactured by other Koreans. So interesting, my mother also separately ran a dress store on the Upper West Side of New York City with her best friend and that store still exists today. So I was exposed to a lot and have memories of growing up with bolts of fabric in our basement. I watched my mom cutting patterns and sewing samples in our dining room. And I worked at my mother's dress boutique in the summers and I went with her to trade shows at Javits Center and and on the piers to place orders for her store. So I grew up with, I basically grew up in the fashion industry. That's amazing. <laughs> and how did you decide to go into fashion? So I actually, despite all of that, I actually got my career start in banking. So I went to the University of Chicago after high school and I majored in economics. And when I was in college, banking was the industry that everyone wanted to get into. Those were the companies that were recruiting on campus. So I got a job at UBS, which is a global investment bank. And I, I got a visa to work in London for a year. And I loved everything about that experience in London. I loved traveling through Europe on the weekends. I met people from all around the world. I even loved the corporate environment, but I just didn't love my job as sexy as banking is. There is no tangible product, and I really didn't feel connected to what I was doing. So after I was done in London, after my year was up, I went back home to New York to take classes at NYU and explore other career paths. And during that time, I was shopping at the mall and was randomly recruited to work at a new Banana Republic store that was opening in the mall. (laughs) And you know, inadvertently had the most fun experience working in the store. I I got to see what goes into a store opening. I got to help set up operations. I worked on the sales floor. I interacted with, with customers and I loved working with, you know, the whole store team. 
it was just like a fun young group of people. And most of all, I loved learning about product. So I actually had a really great manager of that store who was really supportive and encouraged me to explore opportunities at Gap Inc. And that's where I discovered the merchandising career path. And thinking about it, it was a really great way for me to combine like both sides of my brain, utilizing my analytical side and both my creative side. And so I decided to apply for training programs in the fashion industry and ended up at Saks in New York City. So yeah, through banking, ended up in fashion somehow. That's how it happens sometimes. You never know where, what I feel when I talk to a lot of people in the industry, especially merchandising, they didn't go to school for it and they kind of fell into the industry, which I think is really interesting learning everyone's background. I actually didn't know that about your parents being in the industry. So this is new. Yeah, fashion was in my blood and I had really not planned to go into fashion at all. My parents were immigrants. They wanted me to be, you know, a doctor. It's like the typical immigrant story. They wanted me to be a doctor, a lawyer. And somehow I ended up following their, you know, their example and going into fashion. So it's been great also to have that connection to my parents. That's great. So you started the training program at Saks and Walk us through your career after that. So I went through the training program, which at the time was a one-year program where you rotate through different aspects of the business, you know, stores and also the corporate world. I was placed as an assistant buyer in menswear, which was a great place to learn the fundamentals of retail. It's really, I, I started buying men's shirting, which really couldn't be like probably the most simple product. Love that experience. And after that, I was given a choice of where to go to in the company. I spent three years after that in various positions within designer ready to wear. And I got to work up close with the most amazing brands. I worked with Oscar de la Renta, Prada, Dolce & Gabbana, Chloe, Dries Van Noten. It's like incredible incredible designers. And I also at the time, do you remember Hervé Leger dresses? Like that was the hottest thing. <laughs> Of course. I got to launch that business. The bandage dress, right? Yeah, the bandage dress. I got to launch that business at Saks, which is really, really fun. Saks is a great education and training ground. I met some of my best friends. You know, some of the people I met are actually you, Iman. I met you at Saks. So some of the people I met there are my best friends to this day. We did. Yeah. And, and so I spent about five years at Saks before I moved on to my next thing. What was the next step that you took? The next step. So after about five years at Saks, I had an old friend call me up. She had just started working at a 20-person startup called Guilt Group. And at that time, it was the very beginning of the new rise in tech companies, really e-commerce. There were a few players out there, maybe like Netaporte. There were very few e-commerce companies out there. It had not taken off yet. And I was just intrigued. You know, I was very comfortable at Saks Fifth Avenue. I could see myself there, you know, 20 years down the line, having a very fruitful career. But some, like I just had a little bit of a, an itch and something compelled me to explore that. So I, I remember asking my dad about it. And he was like the most risk-averse person on the planet. And he told me that like, I just had to go for it. So I did. And yeah, it, it was crazy at the time, but you know, I ended up spending almost seven years at Guilt Group 
and I actually worked with you there too, Ron. <laughs> and I had the most incredible experience. That is true. That is true, yes. And I had the most incredible experience. You know, I was the first designer buyer at Guilt Group and helped to establish relationships with a lot of the brand partners I had worked with at Saks. I launched new categories. I launched the swimwear and activewear categories. Activewear was like just beginning to emerge at that time. And then eventually went on to run contemporary and the denim and tease business. So I had, I think the largest buying area in the company and I had multiple teams reporting in, you know, it was, I, I, I was able to grow with the company, which was a wonderful experience. And as you know, Yvonne, it was, guilt was a crazy time. I mean, we worked crazy hours. We made crazy things happen versus like a Saks Fifth Avenue where we were talking about single digit comps every year. We were growing exponentially and we were constantly challenged to push the status quo. You know, we got to come with like crazy ideas and make them come to life. I mean, do you remember the company-wide bridal events? I think we sold like a complete wedding <laughs> fully planned wedding I do yeah we did like I think we decided like food trucks were a big thing so we sold food truck experiences you know we really got to do some fun things while we were there it was such a great time as, as you were sharing if you look back at your time at guilt is there a moment that you're most proud of that even to this day you look back and say wow I did that yeah I mean it's those crazy experiences of just you know randomly, or I'm actually just drawing from the team and coming up with an idea and just making them happen. These were things that like just weren't done. So we got to be really creative. And another, you know, highlight of my time at Guilt was just building a team and really learning to support other people. I think by the time I left Guilt, I had a, you know, 12 person team. I had maybe three buying teams reporting into me. You know, I think that like really set me up for the rest of my career. I, I think the big part of my job was helping my team remove roadblocks and figuring out how to solve problems in a large growing company. So I think that was probably one of the more rewarding things about the job. You know, we at Guilt, I think when I started, I was the 25th employee. And by the time I left, there were 1,200 people. So it was like unprecedented. I think that was within five years. So, you know, I, I grew a lot as a person as well. Yeah, that was a very unique time in the industry as well. And a very special time. Yeah, definitely. You decided to leave Guilt. And what did you do next from there? You know, after six years at Guilt, a lot of the original team had left. We had new management, you know, in, in such a growing company, the culture had changed it had changed. And while I was my career was thriving at Guilds, it felt like a very different company than the one I joined. And I think I was craving I don't know, just a smaller, you know, company culture and vibe. And so I, I I believe in fate. So I actually ran into a former consultant at Guilt. Her name was Rachel Sheckman, who is a well-known innovator in the retail space. And she offered me a job for a new company she had started called Story. And it, you know, it's like Story was a high concept store. It was a store that a physical location that changed merchandising stories every three months, soup to nuts from like the design of the store to all the merchandise inside of it. And so, you know, I, I was convinced that it was fate. So I took the leap to join Story and that 
that experience really set me off into this to several years of consulting and doing all kinds of other things in my career. So like you had mentioned before, I I worked at I consulted with Google. I spent time at Intermix and I got a lot of exposure to different aspects of the business and really discovered a passion for helping companies solve problems. I think that goes also back to connected to my time at Guilt and helping my team remove roadblocks, like I said. You know, I had really, really great experiences and foundational knowledge from my experiences at, you know, traditional retailer like Saks and then that crazy experience of startups like Guilt. So I feel like I was able to capitalize that and help a lot of companies really just solve problems. And that gets me really excited every day, even, even now. So I think I also had like a little stint. Simultaneously, I also started a Korean fast fashion company. <laughs> do you remember that, Avon? I do remember. It was called Oat, and I started it with a friend, much like my mother had started a business with her best friend. And so like we, at, at the time, all things Korean were becoming really popular. So K-pop, Korean food. And my friend and I, you know, we had visions of starting a Korean fast fashion company and it going viral. We hopped on a plane and we navigated the whole Korean fashion wholesale system in broken Korean and had the most fun experience exploring that. But I I really think we were like a little bit before our time on Korean fashion. So, yeah, I I did that for a few years while, while I was consulting as well. That's amazing. What what made you want to start your own business? Was it something that you've always felt you wanted to do? Or was it more of the timing, something that really got you going and that you related to? Oh, I think a little bit of it was timing. You know, all of these tech companies and startups were really, there were just startups everywhere at the time. It was really before the pandemic and everyone was on a high. And I think I, you know, I just have the entrepreneurial gene from my parents. So, you know, I, I, I thought, why not? Let's do this. I I like, I like a challenge. So I, you know, I, I tried it. It was hard, you know, running a business on your own and bootstrapping is very hard. So I'm glad I had the experience, but, you know, I think I got drawn back to consulting. So that, that was where that ended. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so speaking of the many companies that you've consulted with, what do you find to be the most interesting or challenging aspect as a consultant coming into an established company already? Well, the most interesting thing is I think you get exposure to all kinds of companies and you get to address unique problems. You know, I've worked for big companies, small companies. I've launched little capsules within big companies. I've actually, outside of even fashion, I at Google, I you know, I, I wasn't, I was focused on phone cases and, and hardware. So, you know, I've really gotten to remove myself even out of, you know, my comfort zone, which has been really interesting and consulting can be challenging, but in a good way for me, you know, you get to know, get to know different people and work with different personalities. I think you have to be really adaptable, which I think is part of my personality, but, you know, I've gotten to use all my varied experiences to help other people, which is really what drives me. That's great. And so throughout your very robust career, over 20 years of experience, 
What's been most surprising to you throughout your career? Have you had any unexpected pivots? Yeah, I mean, I I have learned that your career and have been surprised that, you know, your career path is not always linear. You know, I had these visions starting out, at, especially at Saks, of climbing the corporate ladder and staying with a company for a really long time. And what I'm learning is that it's really not like that for most people, and especially women women who raise families. I have three small children and life has taken interesting turns, you know, outside of my career. And so, you know, I think you kind of have to go with the flow and do what's right for yourself as a whole person outside of your career. And, you know, I think that's why I feel really lucky to have found this group with the collab and meet people who've charted their own paths, you know, I've been to a few of the networking events and I've heard about people who started off at big companies, have gone off to start their own businesses and then, you know, have come full circle and gone back to the corporate world. So, you know, who knows what lies in the future for me, but for now, I, you know, I'm really enjoying my time consulting again and working with all different kinds of companies. So that's a great segue for my next question. What is next for you, Julie? I don't know. You know, I think I, what guides me is always wanting to learn. So for now, I think, you know, working with some more companies and consulting is really like in the short term what I plan to do. But I mean, who really knows? I believe in fate. (laughs) I've had so many like fortuitous things. As we all do, as we all should. Yeah, I've had so many fortuitous things happen to me. So who knows what's in the future? Yeah, we'll see. I like that. Leave it up to fate. Well, Julie, thank you for the time today and sharing with us your career path and your industry experience. Even I learned some new parts about your career I didn't know about before. So this was great. Thank you for having me, Yvonne. Thanks so much for being here for the Collab Career Stories podcast. Please follow us on social media at Join the Collab and sign up to become a member and share your story at jointhecollab.com.